Happy Father's Day, everyone. This is the Father's Day edition of the Walker AC Experience. I'll get right into it, sitting next to me. <laughs> Two tremendous people that influenced my life ever since day one, of course. My mother. Say hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. And my great-uncle Michael. Hi, I'm great-uncle Michael. <laughs> yeah. Our twin. Yeah, um, they are twins. You've seen pictures and everything. I will be posting pictures of the twins. Yeah, absolutely. And so, of uh, course, this really? is a, absolutely this is a Father's Day edition of the show. You're not posting any. Absolutely, I'm going to post pictures of all of us together. Yeah. So. What's the problem? <laughs> so, so for my uncle Michael. Yeah. Tell me about you, and of course, for the people who can't see, I'm holding a picture of my son, so you can see a picture of oh. my son. He's handsome. Yeah? Yeah. Let's see, for memories of you when I was a young kid, mm -hmm. and when you watched, you know, me and Ann and Steve, mm -hmm. I remember one of the great things about you is when we would get out of line, you would thump us right in the forehead. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the thump. I remember that. The thump. And I hated that so thump. much because we would mess yeah, up, purposely mess up, and you would call us over and you would tell us to stand there and I would see it happening in slow motion. You take your two fingers and you thump us in the, in, the, in the forehead so hard and I tried not to cry. And I cried every time you did it. Were you trying to say yeah. it was child abuse? No, it wasn't child abuse. It was a family it was, thump. It was um, the family thump. an attention getter. From your, your grandma. You know, you... Uh, it, it's a, it's passed down through uh, generations through generations. It's a tension getter, you know that, or the clearing of the throat, uh, or the the, the look. All things. A lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things you don't you don't see parents doing these days, because a lot of times uh, the the kids these days they just get away with murder. Well, not murder, yeah. Mike. You can't say murder. I mean, yeah. Well, that's why they Stuff. got kids behind bars because they, you know, they do actual murder. But uh, but when we were coming up, uh, we were well. When our parents were coming up, they were seen and not heard. We were seen and not heard. Seen, no. But we would. Uh, tastefully could be heard. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. But see, you, you get no. a different outlook on what I got. I wasn't the one who was, you know, doing stuff to get in trouble. Well, oh, so you're saying I was? Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. Uh-huh. Really? Okay, here's an example. Um, Yvonne had ran away a couple of times. Okay, and uh, and so, after, you know, like when you do stuff like that, you'd have to get your parents' trust and stuff again. And then uh, we went through a phase where I had to go everywhere she went to make sure that she came home. And so uh, one night we went to this party. We walked in the front door. I didn't know a single soul. But everybody knew Yvonne. Really? And she went in, the, we walked in the front door and 
while I was listening to the music and trying to figure out where the hell I was, she walked out the back door. And I went home and my mom says, where's Yvonne? I said, she walked in the front door, walked out the back there. I don't know where she's gone and don't tell me to go anywhere with her again. <laughs> That's how mad I was because she had left me in a strange place around strange people who knew her, but they didn't know me. You know, where did and, you uh, get this? From? No, that's what do you mean? Where did I get it from? That actually happened, and maybe you're having selective memories. No, but I remember that because Mama used to make me go everywhere with you to make sure you came home. And when the last straw was, we went to this party. They said that you I could go to the even, party, but I had to go. I didn't go, even go to parties. But I had. Yvonne, back in the days, um, and Mama said you could go to the party. Mama ain't never let me go no party. Mama let you go to the party on the on the uh, the thing was I was to go with her, mm -hmm. and I'm like, but I don't want to go. She said that's the only way Yvonne can go to the party, so I gave in. And I went to the party with her. We walked in the front door, and while I have, have, was being distracted, she walked out the back door. And then when I when I was like looking, not distracted. When I was looking for you, you know, uh, somebody said, "Oh, uh, Yvonne walked out the back door." That's when I went home, and Mama said, "Where's Yvonne?" I said, "I don't know." We walked into the party. Apparently, she walked out the back door, and I don't know where she is. And I said, oh, um, I don't want to go anywhere else with her, you know. And that was the end of that. After that, I never went, went anywhere with her, you know, as, as opposed to being like a bodyguard or something, you know. How and, old uh, were you? Now, how old were we? Um, we weren't in high school yet. So, if we weren't in high school, why would I be going to a party? Yvonne, I have no idea because I didn't. Those weren't my friends. I was the. Um, I never had any friends. Yvonne, remember Blanche? No. You don't remember Blanche? No. Your ace buddy? No. Never heard of Blanche. Blanche lived across the street. Never heard of Blanche. And her brother, Ronald, had the Coke bottle glasses. Nope, never. never oh, Eva, girl. <laughs> well, I remember Shirley. I don't remember Shirley Blanche. Shirley who? I don't know. But I don't remember Blanche. You don't remember? Light-skinned Blanche had big titties, a big booty, and she thought she was God's gift. What? And you all ran together. We ran where? We were in junior high. So Yvonne, how could you had a girlfriend named Blanche that lived across the street? On Christiana? Yeah. There was a big courtway building. There's next, always and courtway. And then the alley. And then there was the old lady's house who used to spy on us. So I don't know a Blanche. They lived on the third floor of that building. 
That was one of the places you ran away to. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was the weekend or the week that uh, President Kennedy got killed. I ran away. That was in November. No, yeah, November, the first week of November he got killed. Yeah. Okay, so you had ran away. Mm. You don't remember that? Dang, girl. <laughs> but I remember like it was... I remember I remember you know, on that day that he was assassinated. Right. I, and, and I, I had went to the movies. You know what? You know what? You and, um, you and Blanche ran oh, together yeah, because... I forget their last name, but it was Blanche, and she had a brother named Ronald who who, who was crazy about you, and he had those thick uh, Coke bottle glasses, and his name was Ronald. Do they have a last name? Yeah, they have a last name, but I can't remember I what it is. I truly don't remember a Blanche. So, so I'm curious. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. These are stories I've never heard before. Me yeah, neither. But. but but mom, tell me a story about you and Uncle Michael. I have no idea. No, 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 no. So tell me a story about you and him. You know, when you guys were kids or teens. Blanche. And, and like, she's yeah. still. <laughs> and you said I was going to parties when we Even were we in were junior, at, we in were junior high Hess, school. Hess High. That's Hess. junior high, yes. Yeah, we were at Hess. So, you know, good well, mom and dad were going to no parties. And no junior high. Because, high Yvonne. Okay, you you were like the, okay, everybody said, now, uh, we're twins, okay? And everybody used to say that I should have been the girl and Yvonne should have been the boy because Yvonne was rough and tough, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, uh, like I said before, uh, I would get into fights and before I could even take a punch, she was right there. You know, yeah, I I, I agree with somebody that. Somebody else, yeah, I'll be beating somebody, somebody up. up, yeah, 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 you know. messing with you, yeah. But and, I don't remember uh, Blanche. I don't know why you don't, Yvonne. I don't know why you don't. Mm, don't so so yeah. what's so what stories you know, do you have or, you know, of you two back then? I'm curious. Oh, let me turn my. Head. I got that. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is swipe up. So, so, yes, yes, Mom, give me a story. Yeah, Yvonne, give him a story. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I mean, you know, being your son and being in my a age story. now. I don't I am, even remember Blanche. So I, am, I am curious, you know, Yvonne, to hear. Have, blank, have you blanked out all of our childhood? Mike, have you got selective memory? No, I don't have selective memory. I remember what I remember is what I remember. Like when we used to uh, go in Val's room and take his cigars. Who? It wasn't me. And and uh, it I wasn't know, me. It, I know it wasn't you, but and and Val, it wasn't you. Val used to smoke King Edward cigars. I know, but it wasn't you. And uh, how come? You went in there and took his cigars. We used to chew. Uh, <laughs> Who? What we? It was me, Richard, Robert, uh, Walter, Ladobe, and and now I know you remember Ricky and Lamont. Of and course, James I remember Ricky and, and Lamont. And Bernard and yes, Sophie. Yes, yes, I remember yeah, Bernard and Sophie. Now. Our neighbors. And yes, yeah. I remember them. And so and uh, 
Well, see, I, think, was, I think Val and, Val and Bernard were the only two fathers on the block. I don't know about that, but I know we were on Douglas Boulevard. Yeah, thirty-three twenty-five was Douglas Boulevard. And Val and Bernard were the only two fathers on the block. Yeah, I, I can. And, I, and, um, oh no, no, no! Remember Junior? Junior, who? Who used to sell? Who had a dog named Rocky? But he had a speech impediment. And called the dog Yaki, and he used to sell the snowballs. Remember, Junior? He was adopted by his mother and father. And you talking about it wasn't Hezekiah Bailey? Yeah. Okay, his name wasn't Junior. Yeah, because his, his name father, was Hezekiah Bailey. Bailey. His, his his father was named Hezekiah Bailey, and they oh. named him Junior. Okay, because Hezekiah Junior. Okay, I know Hezekiah Bailey. Yeah. So. So so quickly, I love to hear one of your stories of you and Uncle Michael when you guys are younger. Okay. Okay, give me give me a story moment. All right. <laughs> Do you remember what we went to uh, kindergarten when we started school? You remember that? Yeah. I was scared. He was scared. And uh, I, I was <laughs> crying. This is my story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uncle Michael and I started school, Lawson School. Yep. On on uh, Christiana. And our first day was it on Christiana or was it on Douglas? No, he was on Lawson School was on uh Holman Holman in St. Louis. Yeah. So we started our kindergarten, our first grade or whichever one. Michael was I would say an introvert. Mm-hmm. Very passive, and he he was scared. Why I have the vaguest idea he would be scared to go to school, first day of school. To me, it was good. It was you know, but he he was really terrified. Why were you terrified, man? New place, you know, people, so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, he, I wasn't. He he, I, he I, didn't I, like being around people. He was very introverted. He didn't. He didn't like going outside. No. No, he didn't. He he just stay in the house. Yeah. And watch TV. Yeah. Sounds and, okay. And and read his comic books. And he had, what else would I do? He had all the comic books. He could have been a millionaire now. Well, but, but what else would I do? What was? Oh, wrong? he'd rock back and forth. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say that, but since you mentioned yeah. it. No, I'm, he, you know, he was just, I'm, he, I'm an why, open and we book. never found out why. I'm an open book. But he would just rock back and forth. He'd sit in one spot and just rock back and forth. Why'd you do that, man? That was insecurity. That that so. was my um, my that was just my thing, you know. Yeah. Um, Protective. A lot of you know, I didn't like to be around a lot of chaos. And, yeah. and different things, you and know. We had chaos. And I would, uh, I would get on the couch, and I would rock. And sometimes I'd rock myself to sleep. Yeah. Uh, other times, when I uh, had to go outside, I would go across the street to the park and, and sit, sit under, under a tree, tree and rock. And rock. Yeah. You know that was my thing. You and know? his punishment was that he could that he couldn't go outside. I mean, that he had to stay in the house. Now, right. was now, now, I didn't finish telling him oh, because okay. he took over. But 
Yeah, we went to we went to kindergarten, and he he didn't want to go, and he was he was he was crying, and he was crying, and and I was and I was like, why are you crying? You know, it's, this is supposed to be fun, and I mean, he cried all while we were there. I think Mama had to come get you, didn't she? I think so. Yeah, he he was just, you know, he was, you know, so. Mama had to come and get him, and I was, hey, I was happy. I was out of the house and around kids, and we were sitting in a circle, mm-hmm. you know, and that was good. And Michael got the nickname Bean. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why he got the nickname Bean was, was because when we sat down to dinner to eat at 6 p.m. every evening, mm-hmm. If mama had made some beans, black eyed peas, whatever kind of beans it was, Michael would take a fork and eat one bean at a time. Yeah. And he would be the first one sitting at the table and the last one to leave. Yeah. So we named him Bean. And sometimes he'd be sitting there till eight or nine o'clock. Cause mama said, I don't care. But you're going to finish eating. I don't care what time. And he would just sit there calmly with his little fork. And he'd just eat one bean at a time. I don't know. And then a couple of times, uh, we were fooled uh, when she made rutabagas yes, and beets. Yes, that nasty rutabagas and beets. We thought that the beets were strawberries. And, and we were like, oh, we yeah. We thought the rutabagas were sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ugh. And then, and and then, uh, Eva used to stuff her mouth and ask her she go to the washroom and she would spit it all out. <laughs> I spit it in the kamal until until Mama got hip. <laughs> Those were the nastiest things. Yeah, and and Val said, "Why do you keep making this stuff? And you know they don't." And I just, oh man, I detest okra. Me too. And she would make it and all it was, the time, and she would make it in the beans, yeah. and it would be like snot. And then she and would fry it, it, and it'd still be like snot. We hated okra. So why would she make stuff like that? I mean, was I mean, was it financial reasons or just yeah? It was that? seven of us, you know. And yeah. that back then, you just got what you got. We had a whole pantry back then. They had pantries built into the into the wall in the kitchen, so you could store the the canned goods and stuff. So she would buy canned goods and, and uh, we put it in the pantry for us to eat, you know, so. And and see, the thing of it is now, uh, these days, kids can request what they want. <laughs> it wasn't no requesting for us. Nope. Uh, if you didn't eat what I cooked. You just didn't eat. You just didn't eat. Till the next day. You know, and possibly get your ass whooped. Yeah. And, and it wasn't no going in the refrigerator taking nothing out. That's right. You better not touch it. Unless you had a job and was coming home late. <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. Sure. Didn't they play didn't, that. They didn't play that. Children yeah. were seen and not heard. And no, we did not have a voice. <laughs> well, maybe some people had voices and some people didn't. Now, being in, being in a family that big, were you guys protective over each other? No. Well, I was protective over him. Me- meaning, like, say, for example, you know, you guys are at recess. That's 
which this generation didn't have recess, but at recess, if someone was picking on you or Uncle Michael, did you guys stand up for one another or did you well, guys Well, sit? yeah, I stood up for him all the time. Yeah. All the time. He didn't stand up for me. I, 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 yeah, I stood up for him. Give me an, an example. Okay. The Ramies he was just talking about. Ricky Ramey. What is it, Ricky? Yeah, me and Ricky was. was I know Ricky tight. was. Ricky was good. It was. It was. But Lamont, Lamont, and that's James. What, no, it was Darnell too. Oh yeah. Darnell, Ricky Lamont, and it was another. And was James boy. was a okay, little boy. The little boy. Now yeah. the oldest boy, um, Ricky. Ricky. Ricky was good. He was nice. He was whatever. But Lamont was the bully. Mm-hmm. He was a bully. We had enough bullies in house, but he was the bully next door. And he used to always pick on Mike. You know, and Mike's like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he just, you know, he'd just be bullying him around. So one day, he actually laid hand on Mike. And um, I found out about it. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't around when it happened. And I found out about it. So I came home. And they lived, it's like the courtway building. We lived in the basement. They had basements then. Mm-hmm. Like an apartment, but it was down in the basement, and then it's the upstairs. So they lived upstairs, and we lived in the basement. And uh, and uh, I caught him, and uh, I I punched him. Yeah, I did. So he ran and told his mom that you know I was I hit him and da 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 da. And I was I was four foot nothing. I never really considered myself to be tall or short or nothing. I, did, I had no, I was just me, you know. Somebody else said, hey, look at that little short, but I, I never had height. I, the bigger they were, the harder they fell, mm-hmm. so to speak. So he went and told his mom that I, you know, tried to jump on him or whatever. So his mom got mad at him because he was a boy and he was bigger than me and taller than me. So why would, why, why would he run home and tell her when he could have beat me up? Mm-hmm. That's what his mom said. So his mom came out and called my mom out from downstairs. And she was like, well, your daughter tried to jump on my son and blah, blah, blah. So my mom, who is what she's called nice, nasty. Grandma. She says, how so? How could you say that when he's bigger and taller than her? So how could you say that? And she and I had told Mama. I said, "Oh, he was picking on Mike, and I and I and I, I hit him, you know." So she said, "Now my mom said, I tell you what," and she had four boys. She said, "Get your boys, all your boys, and bring them out, and let my daughter take care of them, one at a time." Mm. Yeah, my mother was wrong. But see, she gave me permission to fight that time. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, needless to say, I won. I would not doubt that. <laughs> never touch my brother again. <laughs> and uh, I remember one incident. In fact, this was the last time uh, Lamar, Lamont had... Uh, we had ever had a confrontation. 
uh, it was during the winter and uh, that afternoon um, we went to the Central Park Theater and uh, coming home Nama kept pushing on me for me to fall on the ice and I was like go ahead man you know cut that out I don't want to fall you know and he kept on and then we got almost in front of the house and uh, I turned around and I, I hit him knocked him in the jaw knocked him down and then I got on top of him and beat the shit out of him and then uh, after that he never bothered me again yeah yeah they didn't tell me about that so no yeah, wonder because she wasn't with us <laughs> Now, for also, just to kind of push forward a little bit, once again, being in a big house and all that responsibility, how often do you guys get in trouble? Him, never. Yeah, that's what you said. Well, you tell me. I was doing all my stuff undercover. Now, then, um, but see, I the, wasn't the stuff doing that, anything. The stuff that I saw her do, I wouldn't do because... I knew it would get me in trouble. What do you mean, I did? Yvonne, you would... If I had had a camera back then, you know, because you you were just a ruffian. I mean, you were the, you were the tomboy. So what would I be doing? I mean, you know, whatever tomboys do. Yeah, but I yeah, would You know, yeah. and... and I, I say you got in more trouble than I did, you know, because I, I never did anything, nothing, nothing. I didn't, I didn't come out really until we were at a Halloween party and uh, they had a, 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 a Bobby for Apples contest uh, and then they had a dance contest. Now, I remember Brenda Breeze? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay now. So, that was another one of Yvonne's homies. I didn't have no homies. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Yvonne. But, uh, I was a Brenda Breeze and Yvonne used to, t used to hang out together. Nope. Because, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm imagining all of this. Go ahead. So, the disclaimer is, whatever I say, don't believe. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Now, Brenda Breeze and Yvonne were the baddest twisters on the block. Chubby Checkers had out the, uh, the, the twist. twist. Mm -hmm. He had uh, Let's Twist Again. Yeah, I could dance, so that wasn't a crime. No, didn't nobody say it was a crime, Yvonne. We used to have block parties. Go ahead. And so, at this particular Halloween party, uh, I didn't do, I did the bobbing for apples, but I didn't win. But when the, the dance contest came and Yvonne and Brenda were the baddest dancers on the block. But then I got up and did the twist like I had saw Chucky Checker do on TV. And I won the twist contest. And that's how I, I started to become popular, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I used to listen to uh, Uncle Bill and them sing Uncle Bill uh, and 
Ain't Bobby and Ain't Beatty, all of them was part of a gospel group. And so I used to listen to them sing, and that's how I got interested. And, uh, and plus, I used to listen to the, the radio, the Big Bill Hill show, uh, 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 WBEZ. That was the only all in Chicago. Radio, yeah, uh, radio station. They would do gospel in the morning, jazz in the afternoon, R&B at night, and then country and western. Hmm. And then go off. They would go off with the Star Spangled Banner. Da, 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 da. Right. Yeah, and they used to do that on TV too because at 12 o'clock, the, TVs would, the go TV off. would go off. I remember when I was a younger kid. And they and would come back the, on at 6. 6 in the morning, started with news and cartoons and everything. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So you couldn't stay up all night watching TV because nope. the TV turned off. Nope. Now, uh, I'll, I'll have you finish your story, but I do have a question about the cigar thing. Mm-hmm. But, but you can finish your story first, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and I have a question for Mom about that. No, well, um, I mean, that was, that was it about me. You know, I, I just... I just didn't do too much to get in trouble because I was very observant not to do certain things to get in trouble, you know. And so. I was a tomboy, yeah. period. Mm-hmm. That's all. And that was it. I had a, I had a, uh, I go out and I play, I play, I'm just the one that playing basketball, uh, baseball, basketball, climbing trees, spinning tops, mm-hmm. you know, playing marbles. I was the one that did that, so I was a tomboy. Mm. Oh man, and we had we used to have block club parties where they, where they would uh, block off the street. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it block club. They block off a certain the parts of the streets, and then they they would have the music. They'd have a DJ come out, and they would have food and everything. Yeah. And the whole people, everybody on the block would be dancing in the street, just like the song. We'd be dancing in the street, have free food and everything, and everybody was just. It was one big party. Yeah. Um, now, I know you remember Mr. and Mrs. Evans. Yes. Okay. Now, these were the rich people on the block. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Evans. Mr. Evans played golf. And Mrs. Evans, she used to, uh, like, uh, we used to collect pop bottles for, for money. Uh, and and we used to do chores for Mr. and Mrs. Evans inside and outside the house for money. And if you were inside the house, they would leave money laying around to see if you would steal it. Hmm. Yeah. So if you were dusting, if Mrs. Evans said, I need you to dust this uh, bookcase, okay, you go over to the bookcase and you see real money, you know, $10, $20, something like that, laying around, you know. Uh, they put it there to see if you would take it. And if you didn't, they would invite you back to, you know, clean in the house mm-hmm. or whatever. And you cut their, their grass and everything. And, uh, and Mr. Evans... He used to he used to take us to see roller derby. Yeah, um, the Thunderbirds. I the, yeah, the, the Thunderbirds, ma'am. Um, and he used to he um, <laughs> he never took me. He used to play uh, golf, and uh, he would take me to be his caddy. I didn't you know, know that, Mom. And all during that, 
you know, he would always tell me about business and this and that and mm-hmm. so forth, you know, because uh, they were a they were a retired couple, and uh, he was a business businessman, you know, and uh, he would drop those little pearls of wisdom, and I would be listening and not listening, just going, uh huh, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> Bernard, he was Ricky's name dad, and he was a big, light-skinned, he looked like he was black and Italian, because he yeah. had this really wavy hair. But the only thing about uh, Bernard that I didn't like is that he used to drink, and he used to always call, call so his his kids monkeys yeah you know and he would whistle for them oh wow yeah he underlay guni kwa that's what he would say which means come quickly in spanish yeah and and he would he would whistle for them he would call them monkeys and yes he I was think he was abusive to sophie he was abusive to sophie sophie was sophie never thin, said nothing she was cute and she was dark and she was a thin black woman, you know. And uh, but Sophie wasn't just taking the ass with her, cause he come at her and she go toe to toe with him, you know. But later on, um, remember that bar that was down the street from Dad's house on Sixteenth? Yeah. Yeah, um, Sophie used to go to that bar. Really? And she had, she had got, she was, uh, had a girlfriend hmm. who worked there. A girlfriend. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah, she, she had, she had stopped dealing with men. She had had a girlfriend. Hmm. And, uh, Cousin Tommy used to go to that bar all the time. Hmm. Uh, and Coco's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yes. Actually, I do have a I do have a question. Not to. I mean, you know, oh, I'm about the cigars. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Because you know, because um, years ago, Mom told me a story about the cigars. Uncle Richard got in trouble for smoking cigars or something like that. What happened with that, Mom? Oh, okay. it was. Go ahead. It was. It was Robert. <laughs> oh, Uncle Robert. That okay. Went through Val's cigars at one time too. It might have been y'all, but he him Val caught him. And uh, Richard Dale, mm-hmm. and um, Albert Nunn, and Albert Nunn, and mm-hmm. all of them. Cause he caught them, and and I don't know if you remember. Uh, I think we was in the basement at the time. He was living in the basement, and he caught he caught Robert Nunn with his cigar, and he took his carton of cigars, and set him in a circle. Remember that? Yeah, and he didn't tell he, them. You no, know, he he set him in a circle. Yeah. And he gave them each a cigar. Yeah. And he lit it and told them, okay, you want to steal my cigars, you're going you to smoke one. And he called their parents and told them that they was there and what he was doing. Because they were going to get him sick. Mm-hmm. And he lined them up like little Indians in a circle. And he made them smoke the cigar. Wow. Yeah. And they didn't do that again. And he didn't tell them that they weren't supposed to inhale. They were supposed to puff. 
and because uh, 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 Val had, he used to send us to, to, well, he sent me to the store. And on the way home, you know, I put the cigar in my mouth and chew on the end, you know, and do the wrapper and he could, he could tell, you know, and he said, stop doing that to my cigars. And, uh, and one day it was me, Ricky, Lamont, Richard, uh, Uhi, uh, Walter, cause you know, uh, mama and uh, I mean, Aunt Bobby and Aunt Bibi live down the street yeah, from us. My mama and so her sisters we were always 30, live close we to We were at 3312 West Douglas in the basement. And um, and we had a big TV set that was in the corner. And uh, we used to swing on the pipes in the basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pipes. And you then, told me that story about the pipes, but yes, go ahead. I was, and, um, you told me that years ago. I remember that. Yeah, and one day, I mean, and one day the pipes burst while we were swinging on them. And then another time, Val caught a swing, cause you could look, we had a, a window in this corner mm. where you could look through the window and, and you into could see our into the, the basement. Basement, yeah. And um, one day Val came home from work <laughs> and caught our stepmother swinging, swinging on the pipes. So he got some two by fours and had us stand with our, with our face to the wall holding the two by fours up like this. And um, I think Gunsmoke would come on, Perry Mason. Perry Mason would come on at nine o'clock, okay? And we usually had to be in bed by nine. And uh, <laughs> so I would always stand by where the television so I could watch the television, mm -hmm. you know, until they got hip and moved me down the line, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and you know it broke us from swinging on the pipes. It broke us from trying to smoke his cigars because the first time Learning. I tried to smoke to uh, the cigar, uh, he didn't tell us not to inhale like you do a cigarette because that's what we were doing, inhaling like you do a cigarette, mm -hmm. you know, and then blow the smoke out. He didn't tell us that you weren't supposed to inhale, uh, that you were only supposed to puff, you know, puffing the cigar. And, uh, and we held a couple of times and got sick and threw up all over the place. <laughs> Mama was like, Val, stop doing that, you know. Uh, so you know, they stop smoking my cigars. You know, and uh, yeah, that was. I mean, we had some some. We I say fun. growing up was uh, a little good, a little bad, a little ugly, a little beautiful. You know, uh, uh, now every Thanksgiving and Christmas we had Morgan Davis wine. Yeah, yeah with our we dinner. We were allowed to drink a little wine. Yeah. And uh, and back in the day, when you had communion, you had a little piece of cracker and a little wine, and then they changed it to grapefruit juice. I mean, grape juice. Mm -hmm. I remember having the grape juice. Yeah. Well, now, what were pretty odd question? Considering if I get a word of all parents, mm -hmm. and this is Father's Day, 
Yeah. What were some of the punishments that you guys got back in the day? Mom? <laughs> My name ain't Mom. I tell you, um, basically was the the main source of, of uh, punishment was getting a whooping or um, getting put on punishment which means you couldn't go outside or whatever you know but um, it was basically getting a whooping you know and uh, those whoopings would come um, fully clothed or naked Okay. Um, one of them, I'm going to get you for old and new. That could happen any time. Yeah, when, when she put it on the shelf. Now, now define old and new and putting it on the shelf. Okay. Putting it on the shelf means is that at that particular time that you're introduced to whatever it is you did and you're going to be punished. Uh, Mama may have decided not to do it at that particular time. So that's when putting it on the shelf came in, which means I maybe I don't feel like doing it now, or I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm going to let you know that it's going to be done mm -hmm. sooner or later. And whatever that, whenever that was, was whenever it was. There was no definite time. There was no definite place. It was just whenever she thought about it again so it was on the shelf yeah what was what was one of the uh, you know worst ones you got mom really just just curious because I mean I mean I, well, I mean while you're thinking about it you know in my generation of discipline I mean you know we've had you know, belts, um, paddles, shoes, extension cords, stuff shoes. like that. Yes, yes, yeah, you get yeah, yeah, I mean, this with a shoe. And, uh, <laughs> I'm clean Eastwood shoe. <laughs> <laughs> one mama used to throw, like a ninja. Yeah. A um, ninja shoe. And see, back then, too, if you clowned out in school, the teacher was allowed. Yeah, the teacher was allowed to use a ruler or a mm. stick or whatever. Or, or that to paddle. A paddle. Mm. They were allowed to use that on us. And yeah. mostly it would be like they would slap us in the hand with the paddle mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, and it would be hard. It, and they had permission to. Yeah. You know, and we then had when you got home... <laughs> Yeah, you, get you get it again. Another one. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I mean, long story short, I got hit in the hand with, with a ruler a couple of times, you know, for, for messing yeah. up. But, uh, I mean, I mean, like, what was the worst one you got? Yeah. Um, uh, there was a thing, too, that the, the teacher would make you go stand in the coat yeah, room. Yeah, stand in the coat room. Yeah. The coat room was, it, it's where we put your coats yeah. in the wintertime. Yeah. And you would, they would lift it up like, are you the, the, mm -hmm. the ironing, I mean the uh, and the cloakroom, the black room, the blackboard, the blackboard. It would be behind the blackboard. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was like a cloakroom behind the blackboard, and you lift it up, and they send you in there, and put it down. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. You stay in there until they tell you to come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories about your yeah. grandma's uh, punishments. You know, when, when she she use a belt, or what, what would she use? Uh, anything Ooh, she mama? Yeah. Anything, anything she, she, she get her hands on. on. Like like what, for example? Broom. Broom. Stitching cord. Belt. Belts. You know. Uh, and, uh, her hands, like, like yeah, and yeah, like she take care of her hands. Like like yeah. when when they say I'm gonna whoop you for old and new, that means the shit that they have saved up. Plus when the you new got stuff. You, plus the new stuff, you know, and uh, but if you just like um, when I was uh, going back and forth to uh, to court to get custody of my children. Okay, so they sent me to parenting class. And so this this lady who was conducting the class, she stood up. Now, this is a black woman. We all run along the same age, you know. And so she said to me, no, she said to the class, she said, well, whenever your child do something wrong, you're supposed to talk to them and not use corporal punishment. So I'm sitting there listening to this bro, and I raised my hand, and uh, I said, excuse me, and I asked her how old she was. She told me, I said, so you and I grew up in the same era. She said, yeah. I said, now, whenever you got down wrong, didn't your parents discipline you in this sort of way. She was like, yeah. I said, so why would you tell these people not to punish their children like that? Well, you're supposed to talk to them and you're supposed to give them a timeout and you're supposed to do this and do that. I said, well, that, uh, that's, that's not reality. I said, because if one of mine get in my face, and talking crazy and all that other stuff. I said, they got ass whooping coming, simple as that. After class, she told me, Mr. Walker, you're not supposed to say things like that. And I said, why not? I said, uh, are you any worse to wear the, the way your parents raised you? No. I said, have you ever been in jail? No. I said, uh, and before you got into trouble, as you got older, you thought about it, didn't you? Yeah, I said, well, that's the way I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm raising my children, you know? And I can, you know, I never had to put my hands on none of my children, which is cool, but I let them know, you know, it's a backyard out there, you disappear, that's it. it okay see that back and that's what I used to tell them take them to the back one I said see that backyard yeah I said uh, I can bury you in that backyard but nobody know the difference you was gone out of town with relatives and they used and that used to that really used to scare them but uh, that I would do stuff like that to keep myself from you know, using corporal punishment, even though I knew I could, 
And they knew that I would, but I never did. Right. But I did get their attention, you know, because I would always point out to them what they did to get themselves in trouble, mm -hmm. which was something our parents didn't do. You know, uh, if you got in trouble or did something wrong, you got your ass whooped. And you knew why. You automatically knew why. But uh, with uh, with what, just like with one of my children, she shall remain nameless. <laughs> but um, she's probably she's probably listening right now. But she, yes, <laughs> um, I told her uh, no company while I wasn't there. But see, there were other adults in the house, and. She went to that other adult and asked, could she have company? And the other adult told her, yeah. And so I came home and here this little ragged ass boy sitting on my couch with his legs on my coffee table, with his feet propped up on my coffee table. At first I addressed him, I said, take your feet off my coffee table. And he looked at me like I was boo-boo the fool. So I, I picked his legs up and took him off my coffee table. And I said, listen, young man, if you're going to disrespect, disrespect my house like that, you might as well leave and never come back. Okay? And, uh, and this was around the time when the little boys started sagging their pants. And I said, and when you do come to my house, you pull your pants up. I'm not having that crap. You know, but I said something stronger. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I told uh, my daughter, I said, and you, young lady, you for the next two weeks, you're grounded. So automatically, you know, she, she was a teenager, you know, <laughs> right in there. And so, uh, and this was right after uh, she came back home, you know, I got custody of her and, and her younger sister, you know. And, um, and she told me, she said, I hate you, Daddy. You know, just like that, you know. And at first I got it all in my feelings. I was like, damn, you know, my baby hates me, you know. And then I thought about it, I said, wait a minute. I said, this heifer done told me she hates me because she done got into some trouble that she wasn't supposed to be in anyway. And I went up, I went in, into the, into their bedroom and uh, I told her, I said, let me tell you one thing. I said, I, and this is how I talked to them um, because if I had said anything else or tried to sugarcoat it, I don't think it would have went through. And then whenever I curse, they knew that I meant what I was saying. So I told her, I said, let me tell you one thing. I said, uh, I don't, I said, I wouldn't give a fuck if you love me or hate me, but while you're in my house, you are going to respect me. Simple as that. I said, now, you did something to get yourself in trouble and you hate me. I said, let me tell you the thing. I said, follow me. And uh, I went into the washroom, and I took her into the washroom, and I had her stand in front of the mirror. I said, now, why are you mad at me? 
because you put me on punishment. You grounded me for two weeks. I said, so did I have your company come over while I wasn't home? She looked at me. I said, uh, did I have your company come over while I wasn't home? No, Daddy. I said, did you have company over while I wasn't home? Yeah. Okay. I said, so now, you see that person right there in the mirror? That's who you should be mad at yeah. and not me. And I walked out of the bathroom and closed. I said, now you think about that shit. And I walked <laughs> out and I closed the door. You know, but I, I and, and then to then, I never had to like get gritty with them because, and I never had to raise my voice. I always talk, even when I was super mad, I would talk really calm to them. And to them, that was more scarier than anything. That's Ooh. what come Daddy ain't hollering. Daddy ain't screaming. Mm -hmm. And he talking all nice and stuff. Shoot. Yeah, that's 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 one of the main things I adopted because I don't yell. Mm -hmm. I don't yell at all. I talk in a very soft, calming, very slow tone, mm -hmm. and that gets the point across. The reason why I bring it up because you know because once again we're all parents and, and it's more or less like a generational thing, mm -hmm. and we can go on and on about how discipline has changed over the years. Right. Because I adopted the old, the not old school method. I adopted the you know the the, the past generation method of discipline because yeah. a little of that, and then you answer your own little twist. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, I was working for a family restaurant, uh, Portillo's, a free plug, <laughs> and um, and this. Person, person <laughs> was came in with her son. Now these were not black people. Let me uh, say that. Anyway, so the mother was looking at the menu. The son standing there with his skateboard and his spiked hair and his earring and his black fingernails and all this stuff. So, um, oh tattoos, all of this. So, she said to, the, to her son, what would you like to order, son? And her son's response was, would you leave me alone, bitch, and let me figure this out for myself? And the whole restaurant got quiet. And I was standing at my register and this lady, her face was all red. And I said, ma'am, what are you going to do? You going to let him talk to you like that? Well, I, I'll discipline him when he gets home. I said, no. I said, because if he was mad, he would be under that skateboard he carrying in his arms. And that's, you know, that's one thing um, uh, I cannot stand is a, a child disrespectful that's disrespectful um, one of um, one of the the places that uh, that two of my daughters and my sons stayed that they were adopted by this couple they also had adopted other children now this one girl 
she has all she has is one son and from the moment I met this child I disliked him and there was something about him I just did not like I still don't like he disrespects his mom and she just brushes it off you know um, they were in town a few weeks ago along with, with, with my son and his family and they were staying at an Airbnb and on the last day everybody was cleaning up and everything this little boy sitting on the no laying on the couch playing the game so when I walked in I said uh, hey I said uh, everybody's cleaning up why are you just sitting there playing the game and he looked at me like so who in the fuck are you talking to me you know and uh, he continued to play the game so I told his mother I said why are you letting him sit around while everybody else was cleaning up so she went and said something to him and he totally dismissed her you know and this boy he not even in his teens yet you know and he totally dismissed her not and, and finally i said get your ass up off that couch turn off that goddamn game <laughs> and clean up <laughs> you know and and see there's no man around him and his mother mm -hmm. you know so he does this so that boy is gonna either wind up in jail or dead that's the way I look at it because uh, now and plus he haven't started school yet you know he's that young he hasn't started school yet and so because uh, he gonna get to school he's he's somewhere between uh, five and ten you know and uh, he's gonna get to school and they're going to wear his little ass out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, but we didn't have those those kind of kids. Kids weren't allowed to even go there. If you even raise your voice to say what to your parents, that was an instant ass whooping right there. You know, and if you could say, huh? So-and-so, huh? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> That didn't work. No, that still doesn't work for me. If you can say, huh, you heard me. You know, because you don't answer your parents, huh. It was, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no, sir. Now, now, actually, I do have a question to you, Mom. Just to, just to keep it light. Actually, to go back to, to keeping it light. Mm hmm what, what what is a very funny experience that do you you and Mike had grown up? Very, I mean, so I mean something that you remember to this day that still kind of tickles you about you and Uncle Michael. Something you guys been through. Hmm. <laughs> now, see, I'm I'm curious to hear her answer on this one. Mm-hmm. She's thinking about it for a few seconds. Something what? 
something entertaining, something funny, something something that you still remember to this day that happened, you know, with Mike, you know, no. up, you know, years ago. With Mike? Yeah. Okay. When we were growing up, Mike had a little singing group that he would mimic the Temptations with because we came up in the area with the Temptations. Yeah, Motown. Was, was Butch and Charles. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. they would sing all day, all evening, up until they couldn't anymore till Mama kick them out and send them home. And Mike would be the lead singer or whatever not, and, and they would always be trying to sing the songs and not know the words. So I would be the one to write the words down correctly so they would sing the song they were supposed to be singing. And whenever Mike would get him a new song, I'd have to edit it to make sure all the words were properly in this right space and so forth and so on. And so this went on up until what? Ever. Oh, until the, to until the group. No, we no. moved out to West yeah, Side. Yeah, so we to moved out to West Side to the South Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, actually, we're going to do a part two, but mm-hmm. we're not done just yet. Because mm-hmm. I, I do have one question I do want to ask. So, I mean, something that you and I, and actually all three of us talked about in the car after you got your gastronomy near for it. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish, I'll ask this question and then we'll do a part two. Okay. So I'll start with, I'll start with mom on this one. Okay. Knowing what we know now as parents, what would you tell your 15 year old self mom? It wasn't 15, it was 18 year old. Well, Hypothetically speaking, 15 or 18, whatever. Now, why did you ask me that? And I still haven't found the answer. I, I don't know what I would, at this point in time, I, would, I don't know what I would, t- if, if I could go back and see myself at 18, what three words would I tell myself? No, 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 not three words. It could be a sentence, it could be a paragraph. Well, what would I tell myself? Yeah. Well, you took the three words yes. off because it was too difficult. Exactly. Well, for now, for now. We're going to revisit that, but just curious, like, no, like, I mean, like, what, what would, would you I say, you know, to your, to your, to your okay. younger self? What would I say to myself if I went back in time? You say 15? Yeah. 15, 16. Mm. That's, that's very difficult. Because in my eyesight, as far as me, 15, 16, I don't know, I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, school was kind of like my outlet. So, I mean, I mean, would it be like a worldly advice or would it be like... No. Mm-mm. Educational? Whether nope. Fifteen, sixteen were dark ages. Do you want a few minutes to think about it? That was like a blur. Some, somewhat like a blur, but it was like a dark age. And I wouldn't say if I was, if, if I had to say now, if I had to go back to my fifteen-year-old self, is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yes. And tell, oh wow, what would I tell her? A minute to think. To be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Is 
very afraid. Very afraid. Uh, Uncle Michael, what would what would you say? I would tell my fifteen year old self uh, not to procrastinate. Uh, believe it or not, I was a a big uh, procrastinator. Uh, knowing that I could do something, I wouldn't do it. You know, um, a lot of times uh, when I would get on the verge of success, I would uh, sabotage yourself. myself. He was uh, afraid of success. Was, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, was that fear or is that just uh, insecurity? It was, it, it might have been a little bit of, um, of both things. Um, but um, it was brought to my attention by my older sister uh, Patricia your aunt Patricia who said we have a tendency to know how to do things but we don't do them because we know how to do them if that makes any kind of sense it does absolutely you know? does and um and uh, a lot of times I can think back over my musical, oh, does he so cute? Mm. <laughs> um, over my uh, music, uh, I can remember times when I was like almost there, but then something would happen to make me think, you know, and um, it, it, you know, it would, it would kind of like, make my uh, now music was something that I always uh, uh, pursued but the business end of it made it so tricky you know uh, and which would and uh, that would make me hesitate about uh, making decisions to pursue you know to pursue to pursue on and uh, a lot of times when the situation was was right I would uh, do something to sabotage it you know uh, or, or maybe just uh, the time wasn't right for what I wanted to do you know because I had to do other things to prepare for that move mm -hmm. You know, and uh, that's something that uh, I just recently, I'd say is uh, maybe two years that I, I've gotten out of, you know, and uh, usually uh, every avenue that I choose to pursue, I, I do that now, you know, and uh, needless to say, life is a little bit better now than it was then. See, I like to say our memories get longer as our life gets shorter. Mm -hmm. So I tend to be happier than I've ever been mm -hmm. you know, because of the memories that I've created. Yeah. You know, and I look back at the things that I've done and I've been pretty proud of them. I mean, not all of them, not all of them have been tremendous. Yeah. You know, but I'm happy with the things that I've done and they overshadow, you know, the bad. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. Always, 
because um, and even though uh, you do think about oh damn I shouldn't have never done that but it's it's all the part of uh, making you who you are right it's the evolution of yourself yeah and uh, when people told me that I couldn't raise my children just like in this movie fatherhood I knew deep in my heart that I could they were saying oh you got four girls and they gonna go and get pregnant on you and they gonna do this and do that and I told oh man you know uh, I'm giving you the facts of life you take what you want throw away the rest you know and you live your life to the best ability that you can and um, my son well both of my sons are married and have children I have a daughter who um, who has a child and the other and the others you know they just you know do they they they, they when people say, oh, you ought to give your dad a child or whatever, whatever, they would be like, huh, you know, and I'm right along with them. If you ain't ready to do that, don't let nobody force you to do something that you don't want to do. Or you be ready on your own terms. Yeah, you get ready on your own terms, you know. When, um, when Michelle got pregnant, I mean, come on now, we knew what we were doing, you know. I mean, not that we planned on having a child, but that was the end result. And I immediately stepped up to the plate, you know. But uh, her parents were against us and and all of that, but that still didn't stop me. You know, even when she took me to, I used to, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, we're here, hold hold on one second. We're, we're, We're gonna pause that one. Okay. Because I want to save that one for part two. Okay. So I'm going to put a halt because like this has been a Father's Day episode. Mm-hmm. And I ask these questions because just to put a cap on everything. Mm-hmm. Because you know these are different generations yeah. uh, of parenting, discipline, evolution, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I took it upon myself when I had my little one to adopt mom's you know theories and teachings and stuff like that. Right. You know, and now he's 17 with my ideals, mm-hmm. you know, that I got from mom and from the family. Right. Just like, who, what would you tell 17-year-old Corvallis? Keep listening to mom. <laughs> stay, stay my butt in school. Keep listening to mom, mm-hmm. you know, and stop, think, and speak. <laughs> and, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and never stop learning. Because the moment you stop learning, you stop living. Oh, yeah. So we're going to put a cap on part one because we got part two coming up before you leave. So okay. I do want to keep this yeah. going. So I'll do my little end sequence okay. and say, if you want to get in contact with us, look us up under uh, Walker 70, excuse me, Walker AC 76.podbean.com. Find me on Twitter at uh, Walker AC experience 76. And of course on YouTube under Walker AC I have been Adrian. This has been a Walker AC Father's Day experience, and we're going to have part two coming up in a couple of days, and I'll get that posted. Until then, take care, everyone, All right. and have a good one. All right.